This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicles. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, my guest is Dean Johansson, a chemist and independent business owner from Vancouver who shares the key to his success in finding, purchasing, and renovating a property in Paris, which starts with the list. His love affair of Paris began when he was a young man and saw someone from his tiny hotel room enjoying their morning cup of coffee on the fifth floor balcony of a dreamy houseman-style building. Let's hear how Dean can help you create and prioritize your list when searching for a property to buy in Paris. Dean, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Parish Property Chronicles. I met you many years ago when you were my client and we quickly became friends. I know part of your story or your love affair with Paris, but can you share your story with our listeners, how it began and how it blossomed? Certainly. I met you 16 years ago when I had found an apartment online or apartments and had gone over to buy one. But my love affair with Paris started when I was 18, when I went there the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was enchanted by the architecture and the French sensibility. I stayed in the Marais, in a little tiny hotel on, on Rue de Temple, Le Garant de Beaumarchais. Mm-hmm. And I had the good fortune to stay in a front room on the top floor. And I looked across into a beautiful apartment and I was enchanted. And I thought, one day, I would like to have a place here, just oh. like that one. Your love affair with Paris started when you were 18, and I presume because you're from Canada, as I would like our listeners to know, you probably learned French at some point as well. Yes, it was actually mandatory to learn French in our schooling system. So I had a good understanding of French and a basic understanding and speaking of it that I can move quite well and freely around, around Paris. I don't know it fluently enough to actually do the transactions of a real estate deal, which is where you came in. Tell us a little bit about the first time you visited Paris and what it was like for you. Do you mean the first time when I was 18 or when I decided to buy an apartment? Well, you can do both. Start when you're 18. Oh, well, I worked for an airline, so I was able to get there quite often, which was very, Mm -hmm. very fortunate. And got to also study there in my cosmetology training uh, at the Clarence Institute way back in the early 80s. That was new information to me. And then you decided at some point that you were going to buy or look for a property in Paris. So tell us about when you came and how the process started about you thinking about buying a property in Paris. Certainly. Well, I I owned my own property in Vancouver, and I spent quite a bit of time in France due to my occupation and doing what my company does, which is manufacturing cosmetics here in Western Canada. And I realized that I would like to have a place to go there and hang out. So I took about two years on and off when I was visiting to learn about French or Paris real estate. It was similar to to Canadian real estate, but yet different, and learned the pricing as well Mm -hmm. as learned the neighborhoods that would be appropriate and more pleasant to live in. I would go and see a few apartments with an agent 
but never one particular agent. And I got a good understanding of what was available for within my price range. Mm -hmm. Often I would be disappointed because the apartments aren't stylized or finished and just a different sensibility. And I was once told by a realtor that the actual Paris apartment is actually in my mind and doesn't really exist. But but that still didn't deter you. <laughs> of course not. No, because um, I'm used to a renovation. I can handle the renovation. So I um, continued on looking. Once I understood that there was no multi-listing agency as there mm -hmm. is here in North America, I realized I had to go to each individual real estate office in the neighborhood that I was interested in. And I don't know if I actually ever even told you this, but one time I made leaflets with me and I took them with me and I went around to all the real estate offices in the Marais. And if they weren't there for me to talk to, I gave them my information, what I was looking for, or slid it into their mail slot. Oh my goodness. So this was back in 2004, 2005, and you took the initiative to basically put together what you were looking for and give, it, give that to the agent. How did that go over? It actually went very well. The internet was just sort of coming of age and um, emails were still quite crude. And I was able to get information from them or some of them just would also fax because they didn't have emails. I um, got my finances in order to uh, figure out how much money I had to spend. And then I booked appointments and went over to Paris. I think I was there for a week. And I started to review and look at apartments in Paris, in the Marais. Once I found that I was given your name by a colleague who had a place down in the South, that you would be a good contact once I decided on what I wanted. You came to meet with us and you said that you had found this apartment and you just wanted to get our expertise on the marketplace and about the apartment. And we went to the apartment, which was, as you said, in the Marais, uh, really close to BHV. And yes. it was in a beautiful building from the late 19th century, if I remember correctly. That is correct. And, and tell me why you picked that apartment. Well, in my two years of touring around apartments with agents, I realized how important windows were and how highly priced they were within an apartment. Mm -hmm. I believe they call it Claire or light. Mm -hmm. And this apartment, which was about 30 to 35 square meters, had three beautiful windows that looked onto a quiet courtyard. The light was spectacular. And I realized this is what I was looking for. It was within my price range. It did require a renovation totally because it was in a very sad state, but the bones were amazing. And to be frankly honest, Dean, I completely agreed with you. I went to the apartment and I thought this location is fantastic. As you said, it had great light. It didn't have an elevator at the time. It was on the third floor, but it was overlooking a, a courtyard. And given that it was in the heart of the Marais, that was very important for you, I presume, to have that quiet, but still have access to all everything within the neighborhood. That is correct. My ideal was to originally be on the street, but my two years of looking with agents made me realize there was this whole other aspect of apartments on inner courtyards that were quiet. And the quietness is extremely prized. So if you can sleep with your windows open upon 
looking at apartments, you realize inside of these buildings are courtyards with a whole nother life to them. You know, sometimes it's challenging to convey to people who are looking for apartments the importance of prioritizing their search parameters. I had a couple clients who told me that they wanted a three-bedroom apartment on the fifth floor with a view and a balcony, and then they ended up buying a two-bedroom apartment on the second floor with no balcony because of the location and the budget. Can you just share with us a little bit how you establish your search parameters, but more importantly, how you prioritize them? Certainly. Search parameters, firstly, should be location. Price, of course, is paramount. How many rooms you would like, the amount of light that you need, and I think one of the biggest is, can you renovate or not? Some of us can renovate, some cannot. Those you have to ask yourself if you can do. It's like creating a list, basically. Totally. Your Mm -hmm. list has to start off and you have to be clear and tick off as you look at each property. Does it hit enough points on my list? Also to the bones, what are the bones or the basic layout of the apartment? And can you work with it? And does it suit your lifestyle? And that's the list that I make. You have to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. You have to keep it concise and real. That's very important because when you're looking for a property, you try to prioritize, I think, also based on the things that you can change. So being open to renovations as you were was very important because you can change the apartment. You can't change the location. You can't change the condition of the the building sometimes. You can't change the, the exposure. So whether it's northern or southern exposure. So it's very important to factor those kinds of things in when making your decision. So, okay, so let's get back to the first apartment that you bought in Paris. For you, what were your expectations and how did the renovation go? Well, fortunately, once I expressed my renovation, you had contractors that you worked with. I brought the measurements home, worked with a architect designer here in Vancouver, a good friend. He came up with the um, basic conception of the apartment, sent those all off to you and the contractor, and we proceeded to work and get it done. We rewired, replumbed, laid new floor, new doors, new everything. But in the end, we had an amazing, amazing jewel. And and you got to come back fairly often during the renovation, which is how we became so friendly, actually. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think I came almost every six to eight weeks. A, I was excited to see the place that I was building in Paris. And it was also, um, it was a lot of fun. I had good people guiding me in the final choices. Um, I know what I want, but I do need some guidance in, you know, the tiles, the floor, the finishing. Mm-hmm. And the French sensibility, renovating in Paris and France is different than renovating in North America. Absolutely. So you got to enjoy this property for how long? We owned that property for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that was way before Airbnb. So a lot of our friends were able to come and go and enjoy it as well when we weren't there. And as time went on, we would like to actually retire to Paris. And 30 square meters would not have cut it. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't think any married couple can live in 30 square meters. (laughs) You're probably right. So let's fast forward ahead. We sold the apartment relatively quickly. And then together we did the search. 
the access to searching changed a little bit because you, the first time it was 2005, you're right, the internet was not as robust as it was. That had changed over 15 years. And we decided that you wanted to leave the Mache for various reasons. First, tell us why you wanted to leave the Mache. Well, the Marais, um, when we first bought there, was the sewing district. And people in Paris actually lived there. There was grocery stores, cafes, fruit and vegetable stores, butcher shops, and so on. And as the Marais changed over 15 years, um, our coffee shop became a Gucci shop, and the fruit and vegetable <laughs> shop became a John Galliano purse store. Mm-hmm. And it was becoming more touristy. And as we got older, we wanted a place where we could actually live and be surrounded by the stores and the necessities that we wanted. It became extremely crowded, which was fine when we were younger. But as we got older, we wanted a little more space. You came, I think, for about a week to 10 days. You stayed with me. (laughs) That is correct. I did because I had no apartment anymore. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So in terms of your search, because the first time you kind of searched by yourself, and then I came in the picture to validate your selection. But this time we did it together. And, And we came up with a set of parameters that I think worked well for you. But why don't you share with our listeners what areas we narrowed it down to and what type of apartment you were looking for. Certainly. We, um, we wanted a livable neighborhood that was within our price range. So that put us in the 11th, the 12th, and then we looked at the 15th as well. It was very important to have the, we wanted to be near a market. We wanted to have a good grocery store, fish store, meat store, bottle shop, and so on. We also wanted to be where there actually were people living so we could partake in a neighborhood. Oh, more residential, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. By this time, we know how to get around Paris quite easily. We came up with the square footage. We wanted a one-bedroom, good-sized kitchen, dining area, and a separate salon and um, hang out. So you and I crafted up how many square meters we could buy. Mm-hmm. Then we set upon it, and I believe we looked at 12 online. We narrowed it down to four or five. Two had sold quite quickly, so that left us with three. I flew out there, and you and I went and looked at those three apartments, because that's what was realistically available. We didn't bother looking at things that were unattainable or didn't suit the criteria or the list we had. Um, I don't know if you recall, but we looked at while we were in the 11th, we went then after that to look at the 12th. Then the next day we went and looked at the 15th. And by that time, the apartment in the 11th already had an accepted offer on it that came in that night. Yeah, I remember that because the location was was really in an area that was becoming full of organic restaurants and organic grocery stores. And it wasn't very far from the town hall of the 11th, so the Marie. And it was just really a nice uh, a nice area. It also required a very extensive renovation, but it had really nice details. Yeah, the, the one in the 11th had no furniture in it. So you mm-hmm. could see the, the flooring, the, the beautiful hardwood floor. You could see the fireplaces and all the details in it. And that's what was so enchanting about it. And that's why I think it moved so quickly. It just needed, and it really only needed a kitchen or cuisine renovation and a bathroom renovation. Everything else was extremely impeccable about it. 
and it faced the right direction with good light and had quite a few windows. Hence, it went very quickly. And once that one got away... (laughs) I realized we didn't have much time (laughs) to think about it. So that put us down to the last two, Mm -hmm. the 12th and the 15th. The 15th was an actual beautiful jewel of a building, very similar. Also, the view from the building in the 15th looked on to a, a 1970s renovation uh, or building. So you weren't looking onto a beautiful houseman building. Yeah, I remember that now. So yeah. it was very deep in the 15th, not even near Convention, but it was deeper in the 15th near the perimeter of the city. And uh, so then we said, gorgeous building, but really to look out on this view, it's not how your love story began. <laughs> so exactly. then, So then we went back to the 12th. And we went and looked at it again. And as you said, it required a very deep, deep renovation. But right. uh, I'll let you describe how you felt about it. Okay. Well, also to the one in the 12th, it had all the possessions of the previous owner who had passed away. Oh, that's right. And that's the right. family was, cool. was yeah. going through the possessions extremely slowly. Mm-hmm. And the couple had lived in there since 1956. So it was full. And all of the furniture and the possessions, even the clothing, made the apartment look extremely small. The other two apartments were empty. So you and I went back there and we did creative visualization just to look at the space. It was very hard to get past the pink carpet, the pink walls, the oversized 1980 sofa. Right. And and we could. But the piece de resistance was, it was on the fifth floor with the long balcony that ran the front of the apartment. Only once we got past all of the previous owner's possessions were we able to see the bones and we realized they were good. The agent had been trying to sell this apartment and he was quite exasperated with it because it should have sold quickly, but the family weren't cleaning it out. So... Knowing that apartments were moving quickly, we went and had a cafe, you and I. I took pictures. I talked to Brian, my husband, Mm -hmm. and I said, let's get this apartment. He had already been through super low negotiations by some other purchasers, and he knew the figure. Gave you the figure. I confirmed it with Brian. And then five minutes later, it was ours. You remember it moved that quickly? I remember. There was a little bit more back and forth, but yeah, I definitely remember that. And I think that Brian came to visit it before the renovation started. And what was also great is the view. I mean, the location is great because it's near the Paris High Line or the Coulee Verte. It's also walking distance to not very far from the uh, Bois de Vincennes. And you have the line eight that goes directly into the city. After we got the apartment, then the renovations began. That is correct. You had another great contractor who oversaw the renovation, as well as Nicole, who came in and was the architect who did the um, final plans. We looked at the space with extremely fresh eyes, and we came up with a great plan that would be a beautiful retirement home for us. All came in on budget. You've renovated enough in Paris that you are very good at guiding the amount per square meter. And we came in on a budget. 
And it's 70 square meters, beautiful floors, a fireplace, a balcony. And just tell us what you and Brian thought when you came in for the first time after the renovation. The one thing we forgot to mention as well is that this particular building looks onto two beautiful, beautiful houseman buildings across the street. Just like it is. Just like it is. You are looking at beautiful architecture all day long. And being the fifth floor, the light in the sky is beautiful. Well, we were just elated. I mean, we probably both had tears in our eyes because it was beyond anything we'd ever, ever imagined. And it was the apartment that I saw when I was 18. And um, to live on uh, the fifth floor with all the light is extremely, extremely magical. Sometimes I think that clients need to see dozens of apartments before making their decision. And it's not uncommon for them to go back to the first or second one because I feel like I've gone through their parameters. I know what they're looking for. But when you look for a property, at what point do you know that this is the one I should buy? What what's What's the tipping point for you? The tipping point is when it ticks off all the boxes or most of them. Mm-hmm. And realizing that if apartments in Paris are good and in a sound building and correctly priced, they will sell within days. I think most people do not realize the swiftness that good apartments in Paris sell. And if you are just learning about the Paris real estate market, like I was in the beginning that I did by myself for two years, they need to educate themselves so they can make a confident decision. And only once you understand the market you're playing in, can you move quickly with confidence. When was the last time you actually got to enjoy your Paris apartment? I was there in February, just before the coronavirus hit us all in March. And I was there for 10 days just enjoying and doing the last few little things we have to do for the um, for the apartment. And then I left planning to come back in May, but alas, that hasn't happened. And I don't think it, I think it will be a whole year before we get to back to Paris. To get back to enjoy it. When do you plan to retire? And when do you plan to enjoy the fruits of your rewards? We plan to retire in 2024. So that's a few years away. But we plan to get there probably two to three times a year before then as well. One thing I would like to also say to um, people that when you are looking at buying in Paris is remember, Paris is Paris. There's no place like it in the world. And it's taken centuries for it to become the beautiful place it is with the architecture, the joie la vive, the fashion and just the way of life. So learn about the different arrondissements. Find out which one would be best for you. Make your list. And of course, employ you, a property professional who understands the market and listen to your property professional or yourself and use that as a guideline because how many people have you had be disappointed because they've lost the apartment of their dreams? Enough so that they regret it the next time when they come and do the search and they know exactly what the market is like, even when in the current environment, that they need to make a decision if it's something that, as you said, that ticks most of the boxes, because it's never going to be everything that you want, but it is going to be something that you love and cherish. And part of my expertise is to help you establish that vision of what it can be. I really appreciate your taking the time because you've done this 
a few times in France, sharing your story with us, sharing about how you fell in love with Paris. And I hope that you and Brian get back to enjoy your Paris apartment very soon. We do as well. And if anybody needs any help, they can reach out to uh, myself through you, of course. And I'll gladly help people establish their boxes to tick and keep it realistic because um, there's no place like Paris. Thank you again, Dean, for your time and for sharing your story. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me on. To view the property Dean and his husband, Brian, plan to retire in, please visit my website and look for the project entitled Michel Buzot. I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles. Property tailored for you.